So it's been over two months since we have released an episode of the podcast. And for that, uh, in this episode, I mentioned it too at some point, but I'm sorry. And I don't know who I'm apologizing to. Uh, I'm mostly sorry to myself because it sucks. I don't like the fact that it's been two months. The goal always with the podcast is to release a new episode every week. And sometimes we do really good. And then sometimes we have two months where we don't release any episodes, but that's life and life is crazy and life is busy and life is a practice. So you've got a new episode of the podcast this week. Next week, you'll have a new episode of the podcast. The week after that, hopefully you'll have a new episode of the podcast. And then the week after that, we'll see, (laughs) but we're working on it uh, continually on a daily basis to release wonderful, beautiful episodes of the podcast for you guys to enjoy. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Refinery Barbershop. Uh, Usually I slow things way down because I screw up when I speak. The Refinery Barbershop, located in Springville, Utah. Go to refinerybarbershop.com. Also on Facebook at The Refinery Barbershop. Also on Instagram at The Refinery Barbershop. You can not only get your hair cut, you can get your beard trimmed. And it's like the real legit straight razor shave. It's incredible. The whole nine yards. Anyways, go to their website, refinerybarbershop.com. Pop in and say hello. Let them know that you heard about them on the podcast for the universe and go show them some love on their Facebook page. So this episode is another wonderful episode with my amazing, 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 beautiful wife, Stephanie. It's uh, Coconut Coffee with Stephen Craig. I love doing these episodes. We have a wonderful relationship when it comes to communication but yet we still practice it and it's a struggle at times. That's just life. But this is a fun episode. We talk about quite a few different things. We've had some really cool things that have taken place in our life over the past two months. We talk about some of them, some of them we don't talk about because it's none of your damn business. But at the end of the day, it's a fun episode and you guys get to enjoy it. Uh, The first part of the episode, we talk about mental health and you'll hear it because you're about to push play and you'll listen, but it's really, uh, it's a fascinating topic. It's one that I'm going to be discussing more and more on the podcast. So Stay tuned because it's going to get pretty interesting, I hope. But we'd love to hear from you. We'd love some feedback. Feel free to reach out at energieslovepodcast.com and then click on the contact link. Shoot us an email, message us through the Facebook page, all that kind of stuff. Subscribe, download, share, rate, review, all those kind of things help the podcast grow. Also, starting now, right now when you're listening to this, starting right now, I'm starting to coach men and work with men one-on-one. It's something that I'm really passionate about. It's something I'm really excited about. And the whole purpose and goal of it is just to simply help guys, man. Just help men in the process of slowing down, opening up, and connecting to emotion, connecting to their feelings, connecting to themselves. It's just really amazing what can happen in that space when you do that work. And so I'm very passionate about it, and I'm excited to start working with men more and more and more. You can find out more information about that on our website as well. And if you've got any questions about it, please reach out. Shoot me an email. It's craig at energieslovepodcast.com. I'd love to chat with you. But for now, sit back and relax. Turn it up. And enjoy another wonderful episode with my amazing wife, Stephanie. Here we go. You're listening to the Energy is Love Podcast. Energy is love. The Energy is the Love Podcast. The Energy is Love Podcast. Energy is love. The Energy is Love Podcast. The podcast for the universe. The Energy is Love Podcast. <laughs> Don't you love how you can hear her? That snoring dog. Yeah, if you can hear it in the background, it's just Angel snoring. <laughs> She's an old lady, leave her alone. That's, 
She's got her sleep apnea. <laughs> Do you think she has sleep apnea? I don't. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Now I got you all nervous about the dog I'm having sleep apnea. I'm nervous now. I'm looking at her. I, I don't think she has sleep apnea. As long as we can hear her snoring, then that's good. She's breathing. Exactly. So what about when she stops snoring? <laughs> She's all curled up. She's got such a hard life. I know. I always laugh about like when I think about Angel and how difficult her life is of it's rough sleeping on a cushioned ottoman in front of a fireplace wrapped in a blanket like <laughs> 17 hours out of the day. Actually more than that. She probably only spends four hours off of that ottoman all day long. Total. Except if, for at night. Well, that's true. Yeah. Then she goes up, sleeps on a big cushion bed. Yeah. It's one of the kids. Yeah. It's terrible. It's such a hard knock life. So dear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. When was the last one? Um, I don't remember the last one we did. It wasn't terribly, well, it was terribly long ago because we haven't recorded in so long. Mm -hmm. Oh, we did episode 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've only had two since then. Did we do one after that, though, or no? I don't no. think so. I don't remember. But anyways, that's Yay. okay. We're back. Welcome. Are you excited? Yes. Our chairs are way squeaky. I can hear them. I'm that's trying okay. to move slowly to take a drink of coffee without creaking everything. It's okay. You don't have to tactically move in order to avoid the squeak of the chair. <laughs> Between the dog snoring and the chair squeaking and me sipping coffee, it's a little bit of background. That's okay. There's something that I thought about a long time ago that I wanted to start doing on the podcast. On every single episode of the podcast, I want to talk about this. Oh. And I thought about it a long time ago. And then since we haven't recorded an episode of the podcast for over two months, which I apologize for, that's just life, right? It's been a busy two months. Who should I apologize? I don't know if I necessarily you, need to apologize to anybody. You don't need anybody. to apologize. Well, uh, I apologize to myself. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because it bums me out that <laughs> we haven't had a new episode for a long time. But I thought about this a long time ago, and this is something that I want to talk about on every single episode of the podcast. Maybe you'll need to apologize for that because you haven't given me a heads up. Yeah. Well... <laughs> What I want to talk about is mental health. Oh. And I'm tired of the stigma attached to mental health. And we've had numerous conversations over the course of... I'm going to get way more comfortable. <laughs> um, we've had numerous conversations over the course of our relationship and our time together, this go-round, about mental health and how asinine it is. And my fix for it, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I'm sure I've talked about it on the podcast at some point, but I have a solution to solve um, pretty much every problem that we face in the entire world. All the problems, like all of them. Let's hear it. If you put all the problems together, this is the <laughs> solution that will fix all of them. All ears. Well, you know what it is. I know, but you have to say it because everybody else doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just have to uh, do away with like the whole stigma of mental health. Like the fact is like a mental health illness or suffering from a mental health disorder, or just any of that just needs to be gone. Like what we need to realize is that if we label all of those things as a stigma or a disorder or a illness, it's just a huge spectrum of how people exist. 
and everybody falls on that spectrum. So every single person has some form of mental illness. And if we do away with the stigma and just accept the fact that we all suffer from and suffering, suffering from it is even the wrong verbiage or the wrong word, but that we all just, uh, have it. <sighs> That's a big thing that we can do. And then the second thing is like, we make it more accessible and more affordable and more reasonable. And I always equate it to going to the dentist where from the time that you get teeth, you go to the dentist. What did you see over there? Is it a cat? It was the cat. The cat, fucking cat, sneaking down to watch. It was actually running up. He came down, looked, didn't like what he saw and ran upstairs. He's got his switchblade out ready to cut <laughs> us when we're not looking. Um, but I always equate it to the dentist, right? You go to the dentist from a very early age and you go twice a year, get your teeth cleaned. The dentist checks up on you, asks you how everything's doing, tells you to brush and floss every day, even though nobody does. <laughs> and then if you need more work, you come back for a follow-up appointment. So it's the same thing. You go see a counselor or a therapist or a psychiatrist or whatever the huge broad spectrum of people to help us with our mental illness that we all have. You go see them twice a year and you have an hour long appointment and you sit down and you talk to them and you check in and you see how everything's going. And if you're at a phase in your life or a stage in your life when things are really shitty and you're going through some difficult times, then you book some follow-up appointments. And it's all incorporated the way that dentistry is where like it doesn't cost anything if you have medical insurance to go get a checkup and get your teeth cleaned. So it doesn't cost anything to go see a counselor or a therapist or a psychiatrist. You just get to go twice a year for free and talk for an hour. And then if you need follow-up, you get follow-up. And it's like the same thing, right? Like a follow-up appointment would be like $20 or something. But we completely remove the stigma attached to it. Everybody does it. Everybody goes. It's just a normal thing that is accepted. And I think that over the course of like, you know, 360 years of doing things that way, then it might change. 360 years, yeah. Yeah. Then we so might shift. What about people that, um, well, two questions really. The first one is what about people that don't have health insurance? How do they get that accessibility? Well, you know, I just use that as the, uh, uh, as an example of, you said you had all the answers to I, fix it. I, also. I, I, I do have all the answers. <laughs> I just use it as an example that is easily understood in the sense of yeah, everybody understands what it means to go to the dentist twice a year and get your teeth cleaned. But obviously there's a lot of people that don't go to the dentist twice a year to get their teeth cleaned. Some people are afraid of the dentist. Yes. And those people clearly have a mental illness that they need <laughs> help with. <laughs> so... Okay, so how do you get rid of the the stigma attached to it? Well, there's no longer a stigma if it's just normal, if it's just accepted, if it's just the realization that everybody has something on that spectrum. Because it's not even having something, it's just life, it's just being a person. At some point in your life, you're going to experience something that is going to you, cause you stress, it's going to cause you anxiety, it's going to cause you... Uh, to feel depressed, it's going to cause you to feel all of these negative things that we uh, label, you know, typically in the space of mental health, it's going to cause you to feel something like that. And then it's either going to be acute and it's going to be momentary or it's going to be chronic. And anywhere along that spectrum, then you could be mildly depressed from time to time, a little OCD or a little anxious, and then you could be batshit crazy where you're, you know, completely psychotic and hear things and see things and that's not good 
No. That shit crazy is psychotic in here and see things. Yeah, there's people. We've got to talk. I know. <laughs> there's something going on. <laughs> but that's my fix for it. But what I want to do, because obviously I can't implement that change today. I've called Trump. Um, <laughs> I tweeted him and I'm waiting for him to tweet back. Fake news. Yes. But uh, oh, no. in the meantime, on the podcast, what I'm going to do is just ask everybody that comes on the podcast, what form of mental illness do you suffer from? Shit, that's your question? Yeah. That you're going to ask everybody? Everybody. That you didn't give me a heads up for? No, You're everybody. just going to straight up and ask me what... So me... What? About, let's ask the dog. Angel, Angel Angel is the most... She has no mental illness whatsoever. <laughs> Her life is perfect. I have, uh, I have anxiety. I suffer from anxiety. Um, depression, definitely. Uh, like, this is the thing. We all have these labels that we could describe and diagnose and, you know, classify things as. And some of that I agree with. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's all a beautiful sliding spectrum. So you might be super bipolar one day. And the next day you might not be, or you might go through a phase in your life where you have manic depressive spouts of this, that, or the other, and then you don't. That doesn't mean that you're, um, you know, permanently mentally ill. It's just a fluid thing. And I've gone through periods in my life where, uh, sad, have you ever heard of the seasonal affective disorder, the one that takes place during the winter months and things like that when mm -hmm. you don't get the sun? I think I've probably experienced some of that. Um cyclothymia is a big fancy word that basically is a lesser um a lesser degree of bipolar disorder so you're cyclothymic meaning you have because in bipolar you can have like very easily trackable ups and downs and swings back and forth right the bi part where you go up and then you come back down <laughs> Polar, bipolar, meaning one on opposite ends of the uh, polarity spectrum. <laughs> but um, I've gone through periods of my life where I've had, you know, experienced that. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, OCD. I definitely have some OCD that is challenging at times to combat and deal with. But uh, I fall on the spectrum in a lot of areas. And that's okay. Because it's normal but I'm not crazy. And even if I was crazy, that's okay too. So that's, the, the, that is some of the mental illness that I have experienced throughout my life. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Next question. Should we just move past it? <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, babe? What have you experienced? Uh, I didn't tell you this ahead of time because I didn't want you to sit and think about it I, and dwell I on it. Come up with something to do today. That's different than sitting yeah. and doing your podcast. Um, what do you think I suffer from? Uh, appreciate everybody listening and <laughs> oh, yeah. tune in next week for uh, the solo episode of the podcast when uh, Stephanie takes over because she's killed me. Um, <laughs> you are a smart man. I was just waiting for your answers. Your no. listeners around are going like, no, no, don't do it. Don't answer that. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> Um, wow. We have to normalize it. I know, but it's, it's, okay, you understand that it's something that's not normalized. That's why we're stepping out. So the fact that things are stuck in my throat right now is, I guess, an intimidating question. Yes, but we're going to normalize it because okay. it's fucking retarded that it's not. And there doesn't need to be a stigma surrounding any of it. I agree. 
but you also said that the stigma it just it just goes away there isn't and that was true so like yeah it'll go away if people talk about it people talk about it and we normalize it so every guest that comes on if you're listening to this and you're a future guest of the podcast be prepared for this question because it's happening (laughs) it's fun too but at least you'll have some prep work so you're ready to answer Mm -hmm. instead of it's it's hard to go over um like what you because so much of your self-talk when you ask a question like that comes in so like I hate labels I hate them so I'm very sensitive to putting any labels on except for you know of course self-talk when you have all these things uh as you can tell by my rambling at the moment like hmm, how do I answer this without answering this um well like you said everybody falls on the spectrum at some times so I guess <clears throat> I don't want to answer that's rough um depression obviously um that's like the safe one that everybody is accepting. I'm if, not done. In a sense. I'm starting with the, the baby step. Uh-huh. Yes, everybody experiences depression and anxiety. And honestly, saying like anxiety is, that was a word that was hard for me to say for a long time. I'm like, I don't have anxiety. I'm just surrounded by assholes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was hard because it does. It feels like such the way that people put it out there and perceive it and you're treated, it feels like such a dirty word. Like you are saying on top of all the self-talk and all the crap that you say about yourself. And when you are feeling down that on top of that, you have an actual label that says more that you're not enough. You're not worthy because look at this. You're never going to be happy. You have depression, you have anxiety, you have blah, blah, blah. So like just trying to, I don't know, say the words was super hard. And then it's hard because you feel like once you give yourself a label, you accept that that is that. So if I say I have depression, if I say I have anxiety, if I say I have, um, hmm, there's some letters out there that I can't even blurt out at the moment. Um, on going, rebuilding, PTSD, um, then that's, that's my future. Then I have said, here you go, Stephanie, here's your box with all the labels on it. This is who you are and you can never be anything else. So it's hard to say those things. It really feels less empowering and more confining. Oh, uh, let's see. What, what verbiage could I use? I do not have... I do not say I experience occasionally. There we go. I have experienced depression. I've experienced anxiety. Um, hmm. I don't know how to not experience. Hmm. I hate that. I hate those letters. I hate them. They get stuck so bad. I hate the thought of, is it's not just when you say something about having PTSD for any reason, for how many reasons that it just accumulates. It's, um, it makes me so angry. And I really, this isn't where you're going, but this is where it's going. So <laughs> it makes me so angry because I feel like um, I work really hard to overcome and not be 
held back by situations that have happened, situations that I've experienced. And I feel like if I say these things and that this is something that I experience, then honestly, it makes me feel like a victim. Makes me feel like the other person or situation has the power. And now I'm the remains of that event. And I don't like that at all. So I don't know. How do you accept or feel that without feeling that? Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) Well, first off, thank you. Because that's, a, like you said, I, I, I know that some of these things are triggering for you. I know that some of these things are difficult for you to talk about. Because you don't even like talking about them with me. You avoid, you know, those discussions with, with your lovely, beautiful husband. So I understand that it's difficult. But I think, just think about the one fucking person out there that's listening. Just the one. <laughs> the one person that is listening to this podcast somewhere in the world right now. And hearing you talk about just those three simple things depression, anxiety, and PTSD, and that you experience them all from time to time, and that you have gone through stages in your life when you have experienced them more than others, and there's something that you will experience again. And that's totally normal, and that's totally fine, and that's totally the reality of being a human in this fucking thing called, like, the human experience, right? I forgot, too, that I have PTSD, and that's okay. Do I, am I debilitated from it? Do I suffer on a daily basis? No, I don't. Do I have times when it gets triggered and things that I go through and experience where uh, I'll get some feelings that come up and some uh, emotions and some pain and anger and all sorts of different things? Absolutely. Definitely. That's normal. Everybody has that. I would argue that everybody has PTSD in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's just a spectrum. Like it's just all shades of the exact same fucking color, you know? And so it's so silly, dear. I just think it's so, so silly that we have to have any negative association with it, that we have to avoid it in some way, shape, or form, that it has to be something that people don't talk about. And not like it doesn't even have to be something that people talk about. It's not, I, that's the other thing that drives me nuts is where we have to talk about this stuff and we have to. It's just fucking life. Like, it's just normal. Like, what did you drink today? Oh, I had a glass of water and a cup of coffee. What did you uh, uh, feel today? Well, I felt anxious and I felt depressed and I felt some of the uh, trauma from my past sneak up and kick me in the butt and I was laid in bed all day long, but I'm better today. Totally normal. That's just what happens. It's not something that we have to talk about. It's just something that we have to accept exists in every single person. And by you just simply talking about it, dear, and verbalizing it, we can start to normalize it in some little small way, shape, or form, right? We have the capacity with the podcast to reach people on the other side of the planet who we would never, ever, ever, ever get to meet in person. And we get to implant an idea in that person's head. We get to inception them (laughs) and plant something into their brain that they get to sit with and think about and stew about. And then hopefully they talk to somebody else about it. Or we change their perspective or give them a different thought process for the next day and a half. And I think it's important because it is important. I agree. All the problems that we have. Remember at the beginning, all the problems, all of them, all the problems, all the problems, 
all of them could be fixed, could change, if we just got rid of this whole idea that mental health is a bad thing. The reason I think about it and the reason I've thought about it a lot as of late is because of all the fucking shootings that take place and all the high school shootings and all the people that go out and, and murder people and the way that they're villainized and the way that they are uh, attacked after the fact in regards to being psychotic and being crazy and clearly they're off their rocker and how could somebody do that, right? Okay, I agree. That person's suffering from some massive amounts of mental illness issues and probably has been for a very long time in order to disassociate enough to where they're going to do that. That does not make that person evil. That does not make that person a bad person. That does not make that person broken in the sense that they can't be fixed or rehealed or, you know, that makes that person simply like on the far end of the spectrum that we all fall on. And if we didn't judge people that way, if we don't look at people that way, if that person had gotten help from the time that they were a child for the shitty childhood that they probably experienced and had and the upbringing and the suffering and the abuse and the trauma and all the different things. But if twice a year they got to go to the mental health dentist and talk to that dentist and that dentist could catch some things early on and be like, oh, this person really needs some help and they're eight years old. And then we can start implementing some programs and some helps and some steps and some follow-up appointments. So then that person builds healthy fucking skill sets to cope and manage with the emotion that they feel. And then fast forward 10 years, they're not going to go shoot up a high school and kill a bunch of teenagers. So you did say that you uh, tweeted Trump. I did. You did. And we're reaching people. Hashtag, hashtag tweet Trump. I really, I, I would get so much joy, so much joy. I can't even, exp like, joy is such a small small word not just because it's only three letters but like the amount of movement if somebody that could start that change was listening and made that change and was going hearing these words i would love that that's so nice right it would be <sighs> like you lay it out and it seems so simple it is simple it's it just is. people won't do it right it's it it's just very simple this is what has to happen and people have to look at things in a different way and the fact is, it's a generational thing. So we know that. We know that there's tons of racism is a very easy one to see where it's generational, where, you know, two generations ago, it was just accepted and normal. And now it's slowly fading and fading and fading and fading in our kids, right? And like retard. Oh my God, you can't say retard. Don't say retard because you're going to offend retards out there. Like that's a generational thing, right? I grew up calling people retards. People called me retards. My brother's a retard, okay? <laughs> but in no way, shape, or form does that mean that they uh, have some sort of mental handicap. And Oh, you can't say handicap either. Like all of these things are just generational things, right? Yeah. And our kids, like, oh, 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 they get so disgusted if I accidentally, and I don't do it accidentally, I do it to fuck with them, but they get so <laughs> disgusted when we say the word retard, right? And I, that's fine. I get that. I, I take no offense. I, I, I understand that I'm old and I come from a generation. No. I'm not old, but I come from a generation when a retard meant that you were just stupid. Well, we can't really call people stupid either. Well, I don't fucking care what we can or can't call people because people are stupid and they're retarded sometimes. But that doesn't mean that they're retards 
That just means they do stupid things sometimes. But I, I got sidetracked with retail. No, no, you did. It was. But that that's a good example of a stereotype or a stigma or or just an accepted norm in society that is changing because of the generational change and shift that takes place with each new generation, the beautiful evolution of human life. And mental health is a big one that has been around for a long time. And from as far back as we can remember in society, people have suffered from mental health issues. So it's been here for a really, really long time. And we've had the stigma and the, um, you know, the issues surrounding it for a very, very long time. So it's going to take a little bit for it to go away, but it's just generations, right? Like we could probably do it in one or two. So in the next 20, that's our fridge. Oh. Our fridge is clicking. It's It's got Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> it's back there waiting to swear. <laughs> um, but yeah, like one generation, generation and a half, two generations from now, it could be accepted the norm that you just go see a counselor twice a year. And that person across the street isn't the crazy old cat lady. She just has some mental health issues that she needs help with. And if we get treatment and not even treatment, cause there's nothing fucking wrong with us. But if we just learn how to cope and deal and manage with emotion, not a pill, not a pill, right? Not a pill, just uh, communication and expression and expanding our awareness of what emotion is and how to feel it and how to process it and how to understand it and how to express it and times when it's positive and times when it's negative and just accepting that all of those things are totally normal, then we could change it, change the world. Like I said, all the problems. So thank you. I know that was difficult for you. I know it's challenging in a sense to verbalize some of those things. PTSD, just say it, baby, PTSD. I did already. Papa Tango Sierra motherfucking Delta. PTSD. <laughs> That's okay. I said it. Good job. I did. Anything else you want to add? It before we stop talking about that. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Like that's one thing that is massively important that I realized there's no reason why I can't ask every single person about that. And we can have a brief conversation. It's not going to take every fucking episode of the podcast over, but it's a small little way to bring awareness and start implanting some different thoughts and ideas and different ways of looking at things to people who listen to the podcast. I really love it. I really love it. I think the more people... Now, this is just an example. Okay, mm -hmm. so hopefully it doesn't upset, but it's, um, you know, maybe it's those little things you have that where people take their power back with one small step, like the Me Too movement Yes. that went around. And I realize this is a completely different thing, but you have so many people that wouldn't say that, wouldn't share that. And they start to see all the people that are like, yeah, it's out there my friend, my mom, my teacher, everybody around me is saying that. So now I, I feel safe enough that it doesn't make me bad. It doesn't make me dirty. It doesn't make me, so I'm going to put it out there. And there's still the people that didn't participate with that, mm -hmm. that could have, but never once wrote on there. So you're going to have, like what you said was taking the stigma away. Just the more people you hear say, yes, this is, something in my life no i'm not a bad person no i'm not i don't know i use crazy too much well it's just normal I, it is so it's like yeah i don't know how to like 
I'm not crazy. I'm totally crazy, but I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> crazy. Not a bad crazy. Word. I'm not batshit crazy. I'm not crazy AF. I am what tiger piss crazy. Tiger piss? A, I don't know. I was trying to come up with something. <laughs> Tiger's blood is, but then I started thinking of the um, Slurpee stuff. <laughs> <laughs> of the shaved ice flavor. Mm, that's good. Um, but, but I think we, that's a good idea because it just starts to normalize it and not as a acceptance um, defeat, mm-hmm. but that there's nothing wrong with me. This label is not a label. There's nothing wrong with me. It's just everybody mm-hmm. it's everybody so oh i can say it too now i don't know yeah well i'm gonna start do it thank you um oh i was gonna go off on a tangent like because like, we don't tangent. know we don't know anybody no that doesn't have some form of mental illness mm. nobody let me think and like maybe in the process of doing this and talking about it on every episode of the podcast, we'll come up with some new verbiage and some new language. Cause I don't like mental illness. It makes I it seem either. like we're broken and there's something wrong with us. And there's some fucking miswiring that took place, but we don't know anybody that doesn't have some form or fashion of that shade or color of struggling, uh, with their emotions and their mental, uh, balance, mental balance. Cause mental that's what balance. it is. Right. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Everybody we know at times has experienced shifts and changes in their mental balance. Balance is such a hard word for me to say. Balance. 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 Spectrum and balance. I like it. Yeah. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Every single person I can think of that I've ever met or come into contact with has it. So. So. How many people... I've done a scientific study <laughs> over the past 37 years of my life. Raw and, data is in. Yeah, 8 billion people on the planet or something like that. Everybody has it. So we just got to talk about it. But we we can be done talking about we it can. for now. I'm good. I already got past <laughs> the hard part. I'm okay. <laughs> no, you're good. <clears throat> We've had a lot take place in our life in a short amount of time, dear. In the last two months, what are you thinking of? What, what am I thinking of? Yeah, where'd you go? You looked off in the I distance did. like you were thinking about... Like how to... How to catch everybody up? If I want to. Yeah, I don't think we have to. Okay. Because I think that's silly. But there's some cool things that we've gone and experienced and done. Yes. First off... Oh... <sighs> big sigh into the microphone, which, um, <laughs> always sounds great. Um, yeah, I don't know what I want to talk about either. We obviously, we want to talk about skydiving. Like when we did that and we got home, I'm like, Oh, we need to talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> Cause it was badass. It was awesome. It was way fun. So recently, not too long ago, beginning of April, a few weeks ago, we jumped out of a plane together. Well, at the same, not at the same not time. Not at the same time. You jumped out and then I jumped out after you. Yeah. And granted, we had people strapped to us. It was our first time. Come on. There were some people that wanted to come with us, <laughs> wanted to ride piggyback. <laughs> and so we agreed and said, okay, if you want to come with us, then we'll let you ride piggyback. Or consider it like that. Yeah. But what did you think? Give everybody your take on what you thought about when it came to falling out of an airplane from... What did we decide? Like 13,563 feet up? <laughs> it was yeah. a minimum of 13,000. They that had was, to reach that 13,000 mark. So it was I think high. it went over that, but yeah. That's so we could get outside of the uh, chemtrails. 
I guess my personal on it was, it was pretty awesome. It was amazing coming up to the door and looking down because, you know, you don't realize how high you are. 11,000 feet, you start to kind of like, oh, this is this is a little bit up. And 13,000 is, I don't know, jumping from the moon, I guess. We um, saw the moon. We looked over and the moon was It was right there. there. It was waving at us. We saw the man on the moon. He winked. He's like, mm-hmm. you got this. Um, it was a little intimidating coming up to the door, but it was awesome. So that we like had a free fall that was something like 50 seconds. What did we decide? It was like two miles or something. I can't remember how far down we fell. Just a free fall. That was intense. That was really intense. It was neat. It was cold. It was, um, I think I described it as the most terrifying and most amazing experience I've ever had at the same time. And there's so many things that are scary that you don't realize till after you're like, Oh, that was cool. But this was like, Oh my God, I'm so scared. I love everything about this. Oh, this is, Oh, I'm terrified. This is the greatest. And then, you know, 50 seconds of that. And then when you pull the chute and everything stops and you just have that, you're so high up in the sky and you're flying and you can control the way you go with the chute and you just feel like you're flying in. I think that was the most like euphoric moment. Like the free fall was intense and it was amazing and it was exciting, but I just kind of want to hang out in the sky. I want to do that again and just pull, pull the cord and just fly around for a while and be above everything. Not, you're just like all the weight comes off. You don't have time. You're not up there thinking about stressful things or, oh, I had to say PTSD on a podcast. That sucked. (laughs) (laughs) You're not thinking about a bad day. You're not thinking about things you have to do. It is the most, I think that was one of the most present moments I've ever had. That was it. It encompassed every ounce of my body. My mind, my spirit, everything. I was right there. I was in the moment. And I was so high up. And the view was amazing. It was beautiful. You could see so far. And you could move where you wanted to move. There was no, I don't know. I cannot find the words to describe. I can't find the words to describe or describe what that felt like. But it was was pretty amazing. So beautiful. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. That was my take. Uh, we're going to go back. <laughs> if you want to donate to the fund for getting <laughs> Stephanie and Craig certified to skydive, uh, send money to us now. Um, yeah, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Obviously. Yeah. You know, I remember watching you go first cause you jumped out of the plane first <laughs> and that was kind of gut dropping in a sense to watch you go and then like realize, fuck, like we're jumping out of airplanes and my wife just did. And I like, you immediately disappeared, obviously (laughs) (laughs) you just like went right out the door and then we're gone. And then by the time, you know, it came time for me to get up to the door to jump out. And what I say by the time, like that was probably 45 seconds after you had gotten out. You think it was that long? Uh, maybe, maybe a little less, maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. Like it's kind of hard to piggyback over with the guy on your back and <laughs> the small plane and, you know, work your way over there. Um, but by that point, as I was approaching the door, 
I mean, there was a part of me that I love you so, so much. Oh boy. I forgot about you. I don't know where you were. I saw you jump out of the plane and had the moment of like, oh my God, my wife just jumped out of an airplane. And then it was like, oh, it's my turn now. I can't think about anything else other than I'm about to jump out of this fucking plane. <laughs> so you were present. Yes, I was you very present. You were absolutely present. present. Yeah, Nothing like part else of me, you know, I wanted to get up to the door and look around and look down and see if I could find you. And none of that took place. <laughs> All of it was just like, fuck, 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 fuck. What's this going to feel like? And then you get out of the plane. And you're like, oh my God, that's so amazing. So it was awesome. I loved it. It was super cool. The shoot was cool too. Mm-hmm. Like the freedom and the... The feeling of being like underneath a uh, a canopy, underneath a parachute was yeah. super cool. And, you know, the relaxation of it. And yeah, I can definitely see why it becomes something that you can get addicted to. Yes. So I'm excited. We'll definitely be going back at some point. Uh, just send the money to Craig and Stephanie Salazar. Should we do a Kickstarter? No. Get us, get us skydiving. We will tell you all about it. Do a Kickstarter fund to get us certified. <laughs> we probably could do that. And then our parents would donate to it and fund it for us. I don't know. I don't know. That's true. Neither, I guess none of our parents want us to go skydiving. Yeah. Well, my mom does, but. Yeah. Well, my parents were, you know, pretty awesome about it, but at the same, okay, so to throw it out there, you tell your family when you're planning on doing something fun and amazing like that and I made the choice and I'm sure she'll listen to this so I love you mom but to not tell my mom because it would send her into a way too stressful of a situation to think because it's it's one thing when you're jumping out of a plane or somebody you care about but thinking about your child jumping out of a plane is a little different for some people so I I just sent her a text after we were done and like survived my first jump out of an airplane talk to you later love you bye <laughs> that was it yeah it was cool we didn't tell anybody well yeah we didn't we didn't tell the kids we didn't tell anybody yeah. we just went and did it which was very smart of us because <laughs> obviously we could have died we had emergency contacts listed yeah and so that does nothing if you're dead well if you're gonna die it does nothing regardless so emergency contacts or so somebody can come take care of your kids so yeah. our kids were squared away we covered that basis i'm not gonna be able to talk to my mom after this comes out she's gonna be upset with me <laughs> <laughs> um other things that we've done other things that have taken place uh we can touch on the see like that's the thing is we don't have to mm. when i thought about it it's like oh well let's just outline the last two. like it's been fucking busy yeah. like we've been busy that's the reason why we haven't had new episodes of the podcast. That's the reason why I haven't taken the time to sit down and record. That's the reason why I haven't like seeked out people that I want to fucking talk to because I've just been too damn busy, which sucks. That's life. But things are in the process on the tail end of massive change and shift in our lives specifically and probably in the grander scheme of things as well. But um, things are slowing down to a certain extent. They're slowing down and speeding up at the same time. Yeah. Some areas are slowing down and the areas that we want to speed up are speeding up. I think they call that a black hole. (laughs) I'm teasing. That's not what they call it. I don't know what they call it. But yes. Yeah. But it's good. The areas that we're passionate about, the areas, it's good speed. (laughs) (laughs) We got a good batch. No. Uh, But the areas that we're passionate about, the areas that we are focused on, the areas that we want to uh, expend and devote energy to are the areas that are picking up and the areas that we don't want to devote, devote, 
Divote. Divote energy too. And ascribe. Divote and ascribe. You heard it first here. Uh, Those areas are slowing down, which is very, very cool, I think. I think it's a massive shift in our perspectives and the way that we choose to spend our energy and choose to focus on things. And I think it's, uh, like, it's pretty powerful. I don't know sometimes if we give ourselves enough credit. Like, it's pretty, pretty cool. It's pretty powerful. What do you think? I think it's very cool. You just sat there and shook your head. I did. I was listening to I shaking my head. And I tried to. Yeah. They can't hear you when you shake your head up and down. Okay. So next time you say something that I agree with the whole time, I'm going to be going, yes, yes, I agree. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That. Keep going. Yes, my head. Shake up, down. Yes. (laughs) Um. What else you want to talk about? I think we just caught everybody up. I know. I just keep thinking about jumping out of a plane now. That's all I can, like, feel. It's pretty. It was a cool feeling. I know. But we can't really go over that anymore. What's next? What's next? Lots of stuff, but we're not going to talk about that. Why? Because we just said we're not going to. We're not going to do the timeline. We have lots of stuff that's next. But we can talk about what's next. Summer. Kids home. Yes. Super excited for that. Yes. Way jazzed. Not really. Half and half. <clears throat> jazzed. I'm happy. You're looking forward to them yes, being home I every actually, single day? Well, not every single day. That's what's going to happen. But most of the days. Well, I get they're sad not going to be home most of school. the days. They're um, going to be home every single day. Well, most of the days I'll be happy about it. Mm. I don't like it when they go back to school. I get sad. I love it when they go back to school. I get sad. I feel like, oh, there they go. Stupid school system robbing more time from me. That's my time. <laughs> Bastards. Oh. And then there's days I really want them to get out of the house. Really, really want them to get out of yeah. the house. So like I, I every said, day most I think days. it's important for them most days. to uh, get out of the house. Yeah. That school's so long. It's so long. There's too many hours in a school day, I think. Yeah, I think that's something that could probably be improved. Yeah. Is the education system. Yeah, we want to get on that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't have fixes for that other yeah. than it's fucked up and they need to fix it. Because the way that they do it is really, really asinine. And my fix is fix that. How do we, I don't care, fix that. Because <laughs> it's not even remotely close to functioning normally. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, but it's slowly, slowly, slowly changing. It's not. Slowly. You think? Yeah. Where? Well, think about how different it is. Okay, it's really not that different from when we were in school 30 years ago. Uh, but it's slightly. It's There's a slow shift and change. Yeah. Like the way that they do like standardized testing is way different today than when we were in school. Yeah. And I'm really glad that they're still doing standardized yeah, testing. standardized testing and more testing that does absolutely nothing. Yeah, of, really beneficial other than stress and helpful. Out. Yeah, that's, there's... No, I don't like any of that. We'll move on from that. What's the coolest spiritual thing that you've had happen to yourself lately? If anything. I don't know if it's the coolest, but it's, um, I guess, one that's been like really playing in my mind. And when it first happened, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it and over and over and over again. And it's still like stuck with me, mm-hmm. but I can't find anything on it. All of the rabbit holes that you find on the internet, all of the searching and the googling, um, 
I won't get in too much of what it was, but it had to do with, um, I guess the title, the thing that I can't forget, the phrase is the ivory belt. And I'm not talking like a belt. Made of ivory. Made of ivory. Nothing to do with elephant tusks or, (laughs) you know. (laughs) It was um, in reference to it, it was... I guess, I don't know if you want to call it in the sky or galactic or universal or I don't know how to really go with there, but it was the ivory belt and it had such significance and it was um, things that could come from the ivory belt and then the journey to the ivory belt. But I don't know what it is and I can't (laughs) find anything. (laughs) I can't find anything. So... I don't know whether it's a cool spiritual experience or something that happened or whether it's, I don't know, maybe one of those batshit crazy things we talked about where people see and hear things. It came through a dream though, right? It was one of those like half dream things. Yeah. Yeah. One of those really Mm -hmm. good dream, not dream, Mm -hmm. out of body connected experiences. Yeah. So. So if anybody out there knows what the fuck the ivory belt is, please contact us. It's driving me bonkers. Yeah. I can't get it out of my head. Yeah. Be doing things, random things, and ivory belt pops in. It just keeps flashing. Like some like you walk into a room, somebody's flashing a light switch or you're not seeing something comes out of the corner of your eye, just keep getting blasted with the ivory belt. The ivory belt. So I don't know. Oh, I keep dying. <sighs> I haven't had any um like uh insanely crazy things. Uh, spiritually or energetically happened to me as of late, but there's been a lot of little stuff. Yeah. A lot of little uh, synchronicities and connections and things like that. And like two nights ago, I had that dream. Um, Like I've, I've slept like shit for like the last week, right? Mm-hmm. The last two nights has actually been pretty good. Last night wasn't too bad, but very, very busy at night while I'm sleeping and very active lots of like really lucid vivid dreaming and there was one point where i was half awake and half asleep and trying to fall asleep trying to get back to sleep because i was so frustrated and then slipped into this space where um because there's that there's that space that we go to right and you and i know what it is because we've talked about it at great length and we are both kind of on the same page with not necessarily what the fuck the space is but the feeling associated with it when you're in that space and it feels different than a dream it feels different than when you're awake. It's just this like really cool, bizarro, alternate reality place where you can feel your body but can't and you're aware of things. And it's like all your senses go up to a next level. And so I was trying to fall asleep and then suddenly it's like I, it's like I fell asleep and then immediately jumped into that next level place where everything became more um, feely and uh, CE kind of stuff. And it was like, I was just looking up on our ceiling, even though it wasn't our ceiling. I was looking up on the ceiling or looking upwards. I should say probably better than looking up at our ceiling and just saw a bunch of geometric shit, bunch of 3d, like lucid, vivid geometric forms and shapes that were kind of, um, like, you know, like a kaleidoscope when you twist a kaleidoscope Mm -hmm. and the, the kaleidoscope will slowly shift and change from shape to shape to shape, Mm kind of like that where it was um, cool visual stuff that was 
oh, geometric shapes and patterns and just slowly shifting and changing in association with that feeling in my body that tells me that I'm out there in the cosmos in my energetic form. And I felt cool. And as soon as it popped up and started happening, I'm like, oh, sweet. Don't fight it, 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 don't fight it. And I held on to it longer than I thought I could. And then it faded and I fell asleep or woke up enough to get pissed off that it faded and then fell asleep or whatever. But it was cool. And that was recent. That was like three nights ago, I think. Four nights ago. Um, but that was cool. It's very cool. Yeah. I love that shit, right? We used to get that stuff more often when we had a better uh, meditation practice in place. When we were meditating more and we were doing more uh, <laughs> more of this stuff that we should probably start doing more of. Uh, but it's a practice, right? So we can get back in the practice of it. And then I've had a lot of synchronistic things of like, you know, shifting up and changing things in life and choosing a different path and a different direction and more of a focused uh, approach and attention on the things that I want to focus on. And then the universe just kind of lining up things and, you know, people calling me or reaching out or random things like that, that correlate with what I'm talking about and what I want to be doing. And, and that's been super cool. That's been way, way neat. That's cool. Yeah. It's been super helpful. So, uh, out of those little synchronistic events, which one are you the most excited about? Um, I'm excited about all of them. Good. That wasn't my question. Yeah. Like I'm excited when anything like that happens. And I think we're getting so good at recognizing when those things happen, right? And appreciating them for what they are as opposed to just coincidence and recognizing like whether you want to call it the law of attraction or whether you want to call it synchronicities or the universal spin of energy or whatever the fuck we want to call it or label it as you can definitely get into the flow of life and when you're in the flow of life you know good things happen things that you want to happen happen you know you wake up one morning and say i'd like this to happen or i want this to happen and then something will pop up and it'll be a stepping stone and it'll be a building block it'll be some foundational piece in order to make that thing happen. And uh, so I love it when that kind of stuff takes place. You know, that's been really, really cool. I didn't really answer your question. You said all of it, but I was very specific on which one you were the most excited about. Lately, you know, <laughs> well, like lately, I'm really excited that we found a place to do the men's group. Yeah. Yeah, that's been really, really cool. Because we've had the men's group going here in Salt Lake City. Uh, reach out if you want to come to the men's group in Salt Lake City. <laughs> and um, we've been doing it for almost a year, like eight months or something like that. And um, we had a place in the beginning that we were doing it on a regular basis that worked out really well. And then that shifted and changed. And we were kind of bouncing around doing it at different locations. That, you know, We did it out here at our house and our place. And um, some of the other guys that are in the group, we've done it at their places. And... <clears throat> been really struggling to find a solid consistent place to just have it and that took that happened that happened this week where it was like I think I gave myself two weeks um that wasn't even that long ago I think that was last week yeah where it was like okay I'm going to spend the next two weeks because I have a bunch of free time 
I have all this time now where I get the opportunity to do what I want to do. So I'm going to spend the next two weeks and find a place. And then like three or four days later, it came. Bam. Yeah. So that was really neat. And, you know, I reached out and I posted something on Facebook and said, hey, does anybody know of a place uh, that something like this could take place? Something like this could happen. And Aaron Stein, we'll go ahead and shout out to Aaron Stein because he's a stud. Um, He was on way earlier episodes of the podcast, but he reached out and said, yeah, come do it at this yoga studio that he's part of. And so it works. And we had a group there Monday and it was fucking awesome. And we're going to start doing it there. So I'm excited for you. I'm excited too. But that's an easy thing where we could say, well, the universe had nothing to do with that. You guys are fucking retarded hippies because you think that, (laughs) you know, the synchronistic events of life, blah, blah, blah. You're right to a certain extent because, you know, it came from me saying something on Facebook and then Aaron, you know, responding. But, but we believe that there's much more to that, right? Timing Mm -hmm. and alignment and, you know, how often do you post something on Facebook that people don't see, right? There's a really good opportunity or a really good chance that that post itself could have just disappeared into the land of social media and never been seen by Aaron. So then he would have never reached out and then I would have never had the opportunity. So definitely a timing thing and the timing was right for it. And now it's working very well. Yes. So that's cool. That's That's been a cool cool. one. Yeah. But there's lots. There's lots. Ask me something else, baby. Ask you something else. Mm -hmm. Well, I had stuff. I want to ask you more about um, like what you're doing with the group, where you want it to go now that you have the space. As you say, what's next? I want to hear more, but I don't know necessarily if you want to talk more about it right now. Yeah. I don't know if I do. Okay. I don't know because obviously you know, right? I do. You're you're posing a leading question. No. Yeah, like a leading question is when you know the answer or you have the desired answer that you want. No, it's like groundwork. I'm going to object. You're going to object. You're leading the witness. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know if I necessarily want to go into too much of it just because, uh, I don't know. I think there's a part of it when you're creating something Hmm. that... Like there's a time and a place to birth that creation out into the universe, you know, and there's a process to it. Like it's got to have an incubator, an incubator time. (laughs) It's got to have a gestation period, right? Yeah. Like we don't pull babies out of bellies at three months and say, good luck. Like we've got to give them the full nine, right? 10 weeks, 40, not 10 weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Longer than that, 40 weeks. 40 weeks, 10 months. There you go. (laughs) And uh, we've got to give them time so that they're ready to go. And then they come out and then they're ready for the world. Mm -hmm. So... That's why I'm not asking you other questions. Yeah. Yeah. I think the creative process takes a little bit of time when you're birthing stuff and you're putting things together and you're aligning the stars mm-hmm. and working in conjunction with the universe. And then and then the timing's right. And then it's okay to birth it out into the space of this ugly fucking world. I don't think the world's ugly. I think it's beautiful. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. Men's group's going well. Going well. Men's work is going well. Super jazzed about it. Love everything about it. Um, shifting and changing things in my life and in our life so that I can devote more time and energy to men's work. 
So tell me about your uh, little food experiment. <laughs> well, <clears throat> we can talk about the coaching. No, let's talk about the food. You're done with that. No, like I'm not done with that. Okay. Like I'm going to promo it on this episode. So when people listen to the beginning of this episode, because it's important for people to know that if they want uh, personal one-on-one coaching with me and you're a man, then they can definitely reach out. Because that's something that I'm excited about, something I'm passionate about. I'm excited about that for you. Yeah, that's going to be a good thing. Is that what you wanted to ask me? I was going to get to that. Yeah. Well, there's other stuff in the space of men's work that I don't want to talk about yet. Okay. Well, I don't know what's okay to talk about and what's not at the moment. Because you're yeah. like, here's this, here's that. So that's why no, I but... moved it to food. Hold on, I have to burp. I have to burp Speaking up some of... Judy Sohn eggs. Um, no, but I'm starting working with men one-on-one and coaching them personally one-on-one. So it's very, very cool. And I'm super excited about it. Way passionate about it. And it's time, like it's totally fucking time. And that's some of the synchronistic stuff that's taken place in the last month, month and a half, where the timing of it seems just right and things are falling into place and stuff like that. So if there's anybody out there that wants some uh, coaching or wants to know more about what the hell we're talking about or what I mean, you know, what that even looks like, then please, please, please reach out and just go to the website, energieslovepodcast.com and click on contact and then ask me any questions that you want. I also mentioned, I wanted to mention earlier when we were talking about mental health, like if you want to tell us what your mental health issue is, if you want to tell us where you struggle to keep balance within the space of your mental health, please contact us. Wouldn't that be cool if people cool. Uh, reach out and let us know what they, uh, what their struggles were, what they faced when it came to balance in the space of mental health. And uh, you can contact us at the, through the website because that would be cool too. That, would, that would be, be really neat. cool. But we have been experimenting with food. Mm-hmm. We talked about, I think it's fun. I think it's interesting. Um, when was it? August of last year, <clears throat> where we shifted and changed up our diet was once it again. August or July? It was August. You sure? July ish, August. Yeah. So coming up on a year. Like we haven't had <clears throat> soda for almost a year, which is way, way cool. Uh, we really stopped drinking alcohol, even though. That wasn't necessarily a, like a choice. It wasn't like, a, you know, that wasn't something that we were going to abstain from. It's just like the fact is I don't want to drink. I, the last drink I had, I was thinking about this the other day, but the last drink I had was a beer in December. Yeah. Yeah. Some stout in Ireland. But, um. I had to drink some beer in Ireland. I had a couple. I had a yeah. couple stouts. I would have had a couple. A couple points. Points of Guinness. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we shifted up a lot of things and I think we talked about that before too. We did. We talked extensively last time. Um, but this past month or the month of April, cause you have no idea what month it is unless you're listening to this immediately when it comes out. Uh, the month of April, I went off the rails, like me specifically, and I'll just talk about me. And if you want to talk about what you did, that's fine too. But I just went completely haywire and ate whatever the fuck I wanted to eat. And it was really interesting. Because I feel like uh, my body was running clean for a long time, or cleaner, cleanish for a very long time. It was functioning better across the board in every way, shape, or form. And then after a few weeks 
and I mean, it was really like probably the last week and a half, two weeks of really realizing all the correlating pieces of what food really does to me specifically. I'm sure it does it to a lot of people, but the way that it affects me, I mean, it's obvious in weight, it's obvious in, um, discomfort, you know, you feel crappy. It's obvious when it's obvious to me, like my joints and the inflammation of my joints and my knees and my hips and stuff like that. Like I started getting weird stuff uh, on my skin, not rashes, but like, what would you call that? Impentigo. Impentigo. <laughs> Just kidding. MRSA. Had MRSA started to form on my forearms. No, no, no. No, it's but uh, yeah, a little, yeah, a little, and, uh, and then mentally like super scatterbrained and inability to kind of, uh, just process thought like a whole bunch of chaos inside of my head and not a lot of mental clarity emotionally. Like it was harder for me to maintain my emotional kind of homeostasis kind of you know, middle ground and function emotionally. And I'd get real irritable and real upset and just like my stress levels raised pretty significantly sleep slept way worse. Um, just everything across the board. So it was really interesting, even though all of those concepts and ideas are things that I'm aware of and things that I know about. And I understand the correlation between food and all these other kind of different factors that take place in our body. Like for whatever reason, the last few weeks, it was very, very clear that this literally was the impact of garbage and shit and carbohydrates and sugar that I was shoveling into my mouth. And it was such a clear correlation. And so it was kind of neat. It's, it was like clarity that I necessarily hadn't had before. It was like, finally, you know, it's like when you're growing up and your parents tell you time and time again, the same thing. And then 10 years later, when you're an adult and you have that connection where you're like, oh, my parents were right. Like you knew it your whole life, but then suddenly you have an experience and you're like, ah, oh, damn it. They were right. That's kind of what it was where I knew all of this shit because, you know, I'd been told it for so long or researched or understood and, you know, had a really good understanding of it. But then finally, bam, like had the connection where it's like, okay, I see it now. And see what it does and see how important the fuel that we put into our fucking meat sack that might be kind of meat sack yeah meat sack isn't the best <laughs> no i love it meat sack um meat sack <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i'm excited because now we're gonna go now we're running clean again we're gonna go back and start running clean and start improving everything so then, uh, cause it just, it just feels better. You function better. Everything about the way your body works and runs and operates is just better, smoother, more balanced, more, uh, clean. Yeah. You feel that though, huh? I do. It's, um, it's funny because hold on. I don't want to spill the coffee, so I'm going to concentrate. Good job. Thank you. It's uh, when you're eating well and you're feeding your body and you've got the things that you're supposed to be and doing the right things, your body has a little more of a tolerance <clears throat> to where when you start introducing crappy things, your body handles it a little better for a little while in moderation. So it's sneaky because you can 
like you said, you know that eating these things would, um, how it affects your body. But I guess the belief came with this little experiment, however. So it like snuck up because I was doing fine. Like I was, oh, yeah, that cake and ice cream looks really good right mm -hmm. now. And it's okay. I'm going to have it and then I'm fine. I'm not experiencing any of the side effects. And so because I was tolerating it so well, I didn't really put a cap on it. So you had a partner and eating like crap for this last month. And then it just, it like snuck up on me. So it was okay. It was okay. Then it was like, oh, bam. here it is. And yeah. so now it's going to take a while to balance out, but, um, I was starting to have like aches in my stomach again, having the things, my joints, my knees, my knees are being mean to me. They're being way mean. Um, the weight, I haven't put on too much weight on according to the scale, which is exciting. It's just been a few pounds. So I'm happy about that because I can go back, but I think the way it sits with all the body inflammation, I feel like I look like I've put on more than just a few pounds. Cause like I haven't even hit 10 pounds. I think eight was my highest amount that I went up. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's good for my psychological part, but I don't feel like I look like it's only been eight pounds. Yeah. So I don't think I look bad. I'm not sitting there like, oh, here we go. I have some ice cream. Give me the wheelbarrow. Push me around town. It's it's done for now. But wheelbarrow of ice cream. Wheelbarrow of ice cream. Mm. <laughs> so I'm. I think that we've have been on the right track for so long that yeah, this is a little setback. But I don't feel like it's catastrophic by any means, and it's going to take us a long time. I think we're going to be back in a week at the most. Yeah, honestly. I don't even feel like it's a setback. Yeah. Like I really justified it in my head as an experiment. Oh, okay. It right. was a setback for me. It was total binge eating comfort food, <laughs> whatever. You know, but it was, because I talked to you about this where I had that realization of like, I'm stressed out and I'm fucking chaotic in my head and I'm feeling all, all these different things and having a really hard time managing all of this stuff. And like, that's what I was feeling and experiencing. Mm -hmm. But in reality, life is super good. Like, it is. Yeah. It's not stressful. Everything is going incredibly well. So it's like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling like this? And, you know, I can intellectually and mentally look at things and be like, man, things are really, really good right now. And I feel very, very stressed and very chaotic. And it's like, why? There's no reason for that. There's not an explanation. There's no cause and effect. Well, I really, really believe the cause was fucking garbage food, you know, that's how much your, what is it, your gut biome, your gut brain, mm -hmm. like that's how much it affects every other aspect of your body. So, so cool. yeah, take it from us that all the, uh, like all the, my chair is so loud. It is loud. All the data and all the information that is out there is true. You don't have to experiment. <laughs> we did that for you. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. You don't have to experiment. You can just do it. And it's uh, it's okay. Eat healthy. And eat, eat what feels good for you and makes your body feel good, right? What happens when cake makes you feel good? Well, cake does make you feel good. <laughs> but then you have to think about the effects that it has on your body in the long term. So we eat keto, low carb for the most part. Yeah. And that feels good for us. But that's not for everybody. No. But it's good. I loved uh, Stevie the other day. She's what did she talk about? Um, She's talking about vegetables, and oh, it was just like last night or the night before. 
where she was talking about how like you can get all the protein that you want from vegetables oh, or that yeah. you need from vegetables. Yes. Like that's the, um, all of our kids will do that where they'll talk about something like that. And I've stopped correcting them. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's pointless. Because they're all dumb as but a box of rocks. Teenagers. Yeah, so they have to learn it themselves. They have all the answers. Yeah, and there's plenty of people out there that will disagree with my take on it. And I think that you can't get all the protein that you need from vegetables. Our body wasn't designed for that. No. I think you can get a lot of protein from vegetables, absolutely. Yeah. And the vegetables are very... They're crucial to have in your body those nutrients that they have i don't think you cannot eat vegetables obviously you need that but i think there's you know meat we're designed i don't know how to say that and not make it sound bad we're designed for meat we're designed to take meat in <laughs> to take, I was gonna say eat meat so we are designed to we're eat designed meat. To eat some meat. more than others yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sit over here now. <laughs> I'm going to drink my coffee, which also has vital Amino acids that I need. Yes. We cut back on our, well, we didn't cut oh, back yeah. on our coffee intake. We switched from, we were grinding espresso beans and brewing full pots, not. 14 pot, not 12. 14 cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 14 cup. 14, <laughs> 14 pots. pots. <laughs> we drink like three pots a day of our espresso. Yeah. We're like, we're like, that's the other thing too. That's the other thing. I think that's so massively important, right? Like, because we talk about stuff on the podcast and we talk about things that we're doing in life and the way that we're moving through life and the way that we're trying to better ourselves and better our life and all these kind of different things. And Where are you swirling to? Well, like the whole thing is like, yeah, we drink too much coffee. No, we don't. We drink Not three now. pots of coffee a day. We move to dark roast. We're we, no longer yeah. drinking three pots of espresso. Espresso. So in theory, we're getting one gram of caffeine less. Uh, but we still smoke. We, you know, we still do all of these things. And so even though... Some areas we do really, really good Mm -hmm. and we're improving immensely. There's other Mm -hmm. areas that we're not. And that's the beauty of life, right? That's the beauty of practice. I'm going to quit smoking, but I'm not quitting my coffee. coffee? So you just. I don't think there's a reason to quit coffee. I'm not going to. And I'm not going to light roast. Bastard roast. Medium, whatever. No. Darks darks as low as I go. Communists drink light roast. And I like the flavor of coffee, real coffee. I don't want cream, don't want sugar, don't want any of that. I used to. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I used to. Now you enjoy the effervescent flavor and taste mm -hmm. and the subtleties of coffee itself. And coconut oil. Coconut oil. (laughs) Well, babe, Hmm. anything else? Yes, but I got sidetracked because you went off on a kid vegetable kick. There was something I was going to bring up. I don't know where it went in my brain. Um, well, this isn't it, but this is cool, so I'll share it. Because you were talking about how Stevie mentioned with the vegetables. And I don't remember what she said exactly, but like she's, you know how kids are defiant of their parents. And how you mentioned that. I'm, I'm not familiar with that behavior uh, okay. at all. <laughs> well, anything that your parents say is going to help you. Kids don't believe. They know it. They have that. So you just had the thing with your food. And our what does she call it our crazy hippie or stupid hippie stuff Mm -hmm. that you referenced earlier too it's just energy me (laughs) she'll tease you with that (coughs) excuse me (laughs) but she was feeling crappy the other day 
before the full moon and she wasn't sleeping well and she comes to you and she's like are the planets doing some weird aligny thing or something because what is <laughs> can you make them stop tell them to stop doing that but she that like, was cool that made me so happy because that little bit of like i see her practicing and seeing things even though like hell no because stupid hippies don't know anything yeah yeah that was cool i'm just like <laughs> sit there with a little smile like mm, don't look at her don't look at her. Don't, don't make eye contact. <laughs> don't point away. out. Don't celebrate. Don't take a picture. Maybe you shouldn't like post this. You, she won't listen, right? This isn't. She doesn't be, listen yeah, to the this podcast. Isn't be one. None of our kids listen to the podcast. You know what you could do? You could say that, um, like in the header, like when you describe it, that we talk about how to have a healthy sex life in yes. your marriage, and they will like burn their phones. They'll yes. never listen to it. And it'll be okay. She'll never know. Yeah. i was thinking about when we jumped out of the plane um like obviously i thought about us dying and like (laughs) it would suck if you know we died jumping out of an airplane that would suck not so much for us uh because we'd be dead yeah we'd only experience it for a little bit but then it would suck for our kids and our family right yeah so maybe yeah but one of the cool things i was thinking about was they would be able to go listen to the podcast isn't that cool like they would be able to have the podcast out there and they would have, you know, all of these episodes and the episodes that we've done together. And like, that's something that they would be able to hold on to, um, for a long time. So I think that's cool. You're not supposed okay. to get all sad about it. In order of age, John Portens, Gwen, Stevie, Maddie, Asher, I love you. You guys are wonderful. <laughs> Is it okay that I put their names out there? You can delete it. If it's not, I love you. <laughs> I'm emotional now. Now I think we're done. You're cute. Oh. Should we do an episode one day about sex? Yeah, but not today. It's like you can't follow up. I love you kids. We're going to die so you can listen to our voices on this. Should we do an episode about sex? (laughs) 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 That's your parents, and We love you. Yes, we do love them. I'm going to give them hugs. Okay. Well, let's wrap up. Thank you very much, sweetheart. Thank you. Coconut coffee with Craig and Steph. Hmm. With Steph and Craig. Stephen Craig. Stephen Craig sounds like a uh, tennis player. Like he's ranked number one. And he <laughs> just won. Craig. He just won uh, Nationals or Wimbledon. Stephen Craig. And Angel snoring. Mm. She's sleeping peacefully. I can't hear her snoring. It's apnea. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not funny. It's okay. Um, so go like 88 Massage because Stephanie's got her own massage place now. So even if you're. Even if you live in Australia and you listen to this podcast, go like her Facebook page, 88 Massage. And when you come to Utah, <laughs> when you travel to Utah, you can come get a massage. So good job, babe. And then, like, the goal is always new episodes every week. And hopefully we're going to do that. <laughs> hopefully 2018, the rest of 2018, that's what happens. But in the reality is, if uh, we don't release episodes, if episodes aren't coming, it's just because we're busy. But the podcast isn't going anywhere. Yeah, they'll come. Yeah. So just be patient. There's people out there that I'm going to interview and talk to. And there's just good stuff coming with the podcast. So as always, go like it and share it and enjoy it. And we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So contact us through the website. Message us on the Facebook page, whatever it is. Call us up. You can find our phone number probably by Googling it. Um, <laughs> but I want to know what mental... I like the thing that we said earlier like it's not mental illness mental balance yeah 
where do you struggle or where have you struggled in your life with mental balance? What are you experiencing? Yeah, what what are you experiencing or have you experienced, or have you experienced in the space of mental balance and well-being? Because um, that's, that's something that's coming. We're going to talk about yes. that a lot more on the podcast. So I love you. I love you. And what's the ivory belt? Help me out. Yes, if you have it's any clue what insane. the hell the ivory belt is. My mental balance is shifting. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody got have a beautiful, wonderful day. Some people are afraid of the dentist. Yes. And those people clearly have a mental illness that they can <laughs> help with. <laughs> Everybody we know at times has experienced shifts and changes in their mental balance. All of it was just like, fuck, 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 <laughs> what's this going to feel like? And then you get out of the plane, you're like, oh my God, that's so amazing. <laughs> so. Honestly, saying anxiety, that was a word that was hard for me to say for a long time. I'm like, I don't have anxiety. I'm just surrounded by assholes.